0: Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited to share a new episode of our podcast with you. Today, you're going to hear from Coach Carlos Lachlan. He's currently the Director of High School Relations at Florida State University. He's married to Victoria. They have 14-year-old twins. Get ready, put your seatbelt on. Just an incredible passion, incredible story. I can't wait for you to hear from him, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks
1: for joining me today, Coach. Thank you for having me. Always a um, pleasure to get on a podcast, an outreach podcast like this. Um, a big joy for me doing this.
0: Awesome. I'd like to start these out just so the listeners kind of get an idea of who you are. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about um, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up, and then close it out with your family today.
1: Well, um, I was born and raised there in Montgomery, Alabama, Alabama. Uh, a graduate of St. High School, class 96. Uh, the Poets. Uh, um, grew up on the west side of Montgomery. Um, life was hard, but it has always been fair for me. Um, mm. My mother had me at 14 years old. Um, so I, I grew up in, in that aspect of things. Um, I'm trying to say this in a way where people uh, un- understand what, what I'm saying. Growing up to a, a, a single teenage um, mother, it had 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 its challenges. Um, I am a survivor of many things: survivor of um, physical abuse, survivor of um, sexual abuse, and um, that's early on in in, in, my, in my life. Um, sports has always been um, present in my life. I always been a good athlete. Um, I one of the top football players in the state of Alabama when I came out of school. Um, so. Um, Playing ball was a way of, of me getting out of my, my, my situation. God bless me with that ability. And um I'm so grateful and thankful for it.
0: And so um at what point did you make make a decision that you needed a personal relationship with Jesus?
1: That decision was pretty much made early on in life. Uh my uncle, my mom's brother, he poured so much into me as a um as a young man, you know. Um, I have a relationship with my father now, but growing up early on I understand the situation. Um I'm I'm a kid who was denied by his father. Said, mm. so my father said he is so my uncle um took me on my way. Now I have a great I have a good relationship with my father now. I love him. Um he is my father and I understand the situation being a being a um being a man now and understanding certain things. Um but my uncle, my mom's younger brother, he really gave me my foundation uh, with, with God. And I made that decision early on, right about the age of nine years old. Uh, I got baptized, gave my life to God at my church down the street, to my home, morning pilgrim Baptist church uh, where my pastor at the time, he's still there, been there over 40 some years, um, Pastor Watts, he baptized me. And uh, I, I didn't know at that time God was giving me... Um, that foundation that I can just lay, lay on and um have and be my rock and uh man i'm so thankful for because um uh, through this journey that we call life, I have really had to lean on lean on that faith
0: yeah i mean what so what role did your faith play in dealing with you mentioned um, some of the difficulties you faced with uh, abuse and then being denied what role did your faith play in that
1: it played everything for me mm-hmm. because I you know at the time growing up I may not had a you know may not have a, a relationship with my um, earthly father, but I had a relationship with my heavenly father.
0: And, that, mm-hmm. and that's
1: something that, that guided me. Now, you know, I was an angry young man growing up because of things that um, transpired. And I often asked God, why? Mm-hmm. Why me? As I got older, I realized the why. God had plans for me. God had a plan for my testimony to be able to help somebody um, on my journey, on this journey that we call life. And um as I got older I started understanding, okay, Lord, I understand why. You know, I understand that you give your, your 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 hardest the hardest thing you give to your toughest toughest soldier. And um I, I thank God um for uh my life being how how it has been. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world because it has made me the man that I am today.
0: Hmm. And I would imagine being a, and we'll talk about your your coaching journey here in a minute, but I would imagine you know, being in the coaching field and having that background, you you are able to God's able to use that in young in young men's lives. I'm sure you you encounter young men guys that you coach that go through go go through struggles as well.
1: Oh uh, yeah, they come from the same background I come from, same situation, and I, and and when I say that that that's not always black, that's white, that's whatever, and we I think we lose that sometimes. You no. Know, um, you have all race of people that go through struggles in life. Mm. So I'm able to connect not just with the young black men, but I'm able to connect with all young men because we all um, face different journeys in, in, in life. You know, and by me facing those things in life, um, I didn't get a chance to um, say this, but, you no, know, me not having that dynamic of with, with my family early on in my life, it has helped me my today family with my wife and, and my mm-hmm. kids. You know, uh they always say that um God truly bless you when you when you find a wife. And I found a good one. I mean I tell you she poured into me. Um she was able to um show me what the um uh, the true value of having family is by her mm-hmm. and her family. And uh man I, I'm so thankful for that because you know my wife and what she poured into me since we've been together over these 18 years, it's, it's, it's like she had to finish raising me along the way. Mm. Really, she really had to, but um, it has helped me on, on, on my journey because, I mean, she truly is a special woman uh, for the things that she has done for me over these 18 years.
0: And I would imagine, too, I mean, being the, the father of 14-year-old twins, um, you, you have a different perspective about being a dad as well.
1: Well, you know, growing up, I didn't get the didn't get the handbook on how to be a father because I, I right. didn't see that. No, I didn't get the handbook on how to be um, a great husband because I didn't I didn't see that. So it has been um it has been um learning to you no know, see a lot of myself within my kids <laughs> or how I was. I see it in my son and my daughter, and um it, it has been an experience one that I have I have enjoyed uh, watching my kids grow and being able to pour um, the things into them that um, I know they're going to need on their journey in
0: life. That's right. That's right. We'll get back to um, Faith here, here in a minute. I want to talk a little bit about your your sports and playing and coaching. You talked about being a, a, a good athlete coming out of uh, Lanier in Montgomery. You end up at Chattanooga. So talk about how the journey to get to Chattanooga.
1: I'm going tell you something. Um, that journey right there – I mean, I n- had never heard of UTC, never heard <laughs> of the University of You know, at the time I was playing high school football there in Montgomery. And um, my friend, he was heading to uh, Arkansas University. And uh, at that time, I, I just knew I was going, I was heading um, to a bigger school as well. But my grades said otherwise. You know, with me having been really taking care of myself, you know, maybe since the age of maybe 13, 14 years old, um, I lacked discipline in the classroom. I wasn't, wasn't the fact that I wasn't, a an intelligent kid. I lacked the discipline of, of, of doing my schoolwork. Cause at that time for me, the only thing that mattered to me was football. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. So I was a good athlete. I was, a, um, a good running back. Um, but, um, a guy by the name of Lorenzo Ward, uh, came and, uh, pulled me from the, and I'm so thankful that he did. Um, going to Chattanooga was one of the greatest things that ever happened. That school was perfect for me. And, and it's one of the things I, I, I have the discussion with kids now and that so Coach Marvell always says this: um, go to a school that fits you. And Chattanooga fitted me. And I still was able to accomplish everything that I set out to do right there from Chattanooga. I wanted hmm. the opportunity to get to the NFL. I got there. Didn't stay long because of the injury, but guess what? I got, I got there. And if you had told me that this young man, born on 25 Flood Street in Montgomery, Alabama, was going to be able to go to high school, finish school, go to college, finish college to be the athlete that I was, I would have
0: left. Hmm. Where, where where did you play in the NFL?
1: Um, I was a free agent for the, for the Giants. And when I got there, a um, the guy by the name of Jerry Reese came and scouted me out, out of Chattanooga. But um, unfortunately, I had a, a damaged hip when I got there. And um, mm-hmm. man, when that, and I got there, you uh, know, wasn't there long. Um, wouldn't clear me to, wouldn't clear me to play. And you know, from that point, you no, know, um, that's when my life started really. It changed for the bad on my journey. And God ended up making it for the good later on because you work so hard to get that point. That it dishes me away from from everything. I was so mm-hmm. angry, but not knowing at the time that God was saving my life. Mm. Not knowing that God was saving my life. Because I put I put football over every everything. And I was mm. such a immature twenty-two-year-old kid. And and I truly believe had I not had that injury, I may have destroyed my life in pursuit of what I thought was getting to the mountaintop.
0: Wow. So many people talk about what you're exactly what you're describing. They feel like if I if I get to the NFL, I've arrived. And then after you know, you read athlete after athlete that say you know after ten years they realize, okay, what next? You know, it's not identity. Your identity is not in football.
1: No, you and I had and that's something that it took me time to to learn. That even when I worked out for some some teams again there in Chattanooga, um, still couldn't catch on. And in order for me to get football out of my system, I went on to play. Um, arena football to get to get football out myself. I really had no aspirations of coaching at all. I had gotten into a law enforcement and uh, hmm. I was working in it, but I started working in the uh, inner city schools, serving you no know, one to coach you no know, football. And um, everywhere I went, whether it was me working in the jail, whether it was me working on the street, I was never officer lock, officer lock. It was always coach because all that I ever talked about was. Football. I had no aspirations of coaching. When, once I was done playing football, I, I was done with it. I, you know, I watched it. Uh, it was something that I, you know, I, I obviously care about. I, it, I was, you know, the game is part of my life, but I had no aspirations of coaching whatsoever. And you know, God just presented certain things once He began to work on me on the inside and lining me on my path of what He had for
0: me. Mm. And so you, you know, you transition into coaching. You've coached at the high school level, and then went on to, to work at, at, at Memphis. And now we'll talk about your, your journey. So what, what was it like going coaching high school, having some success and then um, talk about landing at, uh, at the university of Memphis.
1: Now that, that, that situation of coaching on the high school level, I'm so um, thankful always to be grateful for, um, the coaches here in the Memphis Tennessee area and, um, so the, the amount of work and love that they pour into these young men in this in this city. Um, I started out coaching uh, in North Memphis at a high school called Tresna High School. Um, I coached there for a year, left there and went to uh, Westwood High School um, on the, on the other side of town. Um, I coached there for two years. Um, I left there, then I went to back to North Memphis to um, Manassas High School, and I coached there for three years. And now all these schools that I, that I was at before I got there, um, they, they, they were not winning programs. Uh, but I learned so much from those kids. Now, my eight years of coaching high school football, I had to win the season every season. Made the playoffs every season at every school that, that I went to. And that, and that was a joy to, uh, to be able to accomplish that. Now, my last two years, I moved up from, uh, 2A, from 2A football, which, at which uh, Manassas was at the time, and I moved to 6A um, with a guy that I had been coaching with early on in my career. I went to his school to, to, to help him and at the OC, and I took over the weight room, and that was Cardova High School. Um, I was there for two years. Um, we won 20 games. We lost five. My last year, we went 12-2, one game away from the state championship, but we lost to the same team twice. A very good team, very good program as well um, in Whitehaven High School. And um, – after that season, you know, I had coached with, the, with this gentleman for a while, it was the time for us to really part ways, and, um, and I, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, um, this is something I want to do full time with my life. I talked to mm. my wife, talked over with my wife, and I told her, something that I wanted to do, and, um, a couple of my friends, and they encouraged me to go after it, and, um, and honestly, I just got on Twitter, and I DM, uh Josh Storms, Memphis Strength and Conditioning coach, um, He hit me back. I went over to Memphis. Uh, Mim had like a 10, 15-minute conversation. He told me that he wanted to help He told me he was inspired by my story. He told me that he felt like I was worth it. And that was the guy that let me in the door at Memphis.
0: Wow. And after a few years there, um, you're in the process of uh, moving to to Florida State, Director of High School Relations. So talk about, you know, jumping to to Florida State, especially – in the times we're in, and, and then you know, what is director of high school relations? I and mean, what does that entail?
1: Well, let me speak on getting to Memphis at first, because I okay. want
0: people,
1: I want people to understand uh, the the power of of God, and when you're obedient to God's word. When I got to Memphis, I started off and I volunteered. Mm. Um, I volunteered in the weight room, and then I. While I was in the weight room, I always went into the running back room. That's the position I just know. I I love the position because um, with me playing it, um, well, I volunteered my first year. I was still working my full-time job at night. I was working eight, ten hours, and I was still showing up in Memphis every day. I would get dressed in the in the in the locker room. Um, I would show up on game day. I'd be there. I didn't go to the weight games, but I was home games. Well, after doing that for for a year, um. That's when um coach Nobel started noticing who I was. Well and I and I um went over to his office. Um this may have been um early January um of 2018 and um he told me that he wanted to um uh, make me an office analyst and um that he wanted me around the program. Well now mm. I did that. But I was still working my job full time at night. I was still working eight, ten hours and still showing up for meetings, still going to games, away games. And I did that for a year. Well, while I was there, not knowing God had blessed me with somebody who was pouring into me, a guy by the name of Sherman Morris. And I now just call him my big brother. And that guy poured so much into me on understanding how to carry and represent myself in the world of college football. And I'm, I, you're talking about somebody I'm thankful for, very thankful for, for that guy. Um, I went from being an offensive analyst to Coach Novell telling me that he wanted me there full time. He, wow. he believed in me. Um, like I said, I didn't know Coach Novell three years ago. So, and, um, for him to, to do what he has done for me, and, and not only me, my family, know, so when he speaks of service, sacrifice, and respect, that guy truly to lives He believes in serving others, he respects all, and he has made um, a lot of sacrifices to get to where he is in life. Um, I'm so thankful that um, he took notice in me and uh, for giving me um, an opportunity to chase out uh, my dreams. So I went from doing that one year as a director of high school relations to Coach Novell getting a job at Florida State, and lo and behold... The first two people he brought in to Florida State when he initially got there was a defensive coordinator and and a guy named Carlos Lockett. who I consider myself, I'm nobody. No, I'm just a guy who love the game of football, uh, whose faith uh, is growing and remains strong. He brought me to Florida State, and that's how I ended up there as a uh, direct high school relations.
0: Wow. What an incredible journey. You're right, and that's 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 only God.
1: <laughs> <it. laughs> <I mean,
0: laughs> hey, that's it. Like, especially like I the coach, me I mean – yeah, because the coaching fraternity is so tight, you know. So oh, to man. get in, that's that's um, that's only God.
1: But but you know what though, I tell people all the time, you know what, man, I I I, I didn't I didn't have um, a plug, but I had the ultimate plug. I had the I had the best agent in the world you could have, and that was God. That's you right. can't get no better agent, no better plug than than, than God. When that's God right. has anointed you for something and has has ordered your steps, it would be just that. What it would be.
0: So, I mean, so what is, so for listeners that aren't familiar, what, I mean, what is your main role as director of high school relations? I mean, I realize it, it you know, it does entail developing relationships with the high schools, but I mean, what, is it, what does it look like? Well, no,
1: what that's exactly what it is. It's building um, relationships with the high school coach. With the high school coach. The high school coach has a product every university wants. That's their kids. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's building a relationship with those high school coaches, being the liaison for them getting on campus, for being the, the point man, or uh, putting them in contact with, with with the coaches that they need to talk to, if they want to talk X's and O's, if they want to talk leadership, if they want to talk program building, getting them in front of those coaches. So I'm I'm the I'm the the point man to make all that happen. But I do tell people all the time now: uh, this, I am the director of high school relations, but I'm a, I'm a football guy. I'm, I'm a ball coach, like I said. Uh, but Right now, my currently where I'm at now, I'm the director of high school football, uh, high school director of high school football relations. But I tell people all the time, don't don't get things wrong. Now, I am a football coach. I love to coach ball. I'm I'm, I'm a ball coach. But course right now, I can't coach because you only get you have ten guys. Um, the NCAA said you're going have ten. So I'm the director of high school relations. But in my in my time alone, I'm often I'm I'm always studying ball.
0: And you're headed to. One of the top states for high school in Florida.
1: Oh, great, great talent! I a whole lot of speed.
0: But I like to thank my state, of Alabama. We have a lot of talent in Alabama as well. Oh, absolutely! Of course they do. Yeah, can't <laughs> deny that. So, I mean, you're obviously a just an incredible passion, passionate person. Um, your faith is your identity. Right. So, in coaching, have you? Obviously, your faith plays a big role in that. So, have you experienced any resistance, whether it's from administration, players, coaches? You know, you're going you know, with this separation
1: of state and religion, people are always talking about. Um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna run into some. But at the end of the day, I know who I serve. Mm. Now I'm gonna buy by, the, I'm gonna buy by the law of the land. But at the end of the day, I know, I know, I, I know who I serve. I know, I know my purpose. I know what God intends for me to do. I have met some resistance um early on but like i said um i don't get mean or nasty with people i truly live by galatians 5 and 22 the fruit of the spirit mm. I'm, I'm not gonna act nasty towards somebody because their faith is not where my faith is mm.
0: i'm
1: gonna love i'm gonna love them and pray for them anyway so you know you're gonna get some some resistance you no know? um i pick up my cross and i carry i know what god intends for me to do and i'm gonna carry my cross
0: that's that's a good word there. Um, so being a person of faith like that, and you've you know, in a, you've talked about a lot of guys that come to in, in football programs, all kind of struggles. Is there a testimony? And you don't have to mention any names, but is there one that just stands out that you really saw God use you in their life.
1: It's so many um, young men. Paths I have crossed, but I'm, I'm I want to say this. I'm not going to use one of my young men. I'm going to use myself, hmm. and I'm a, I'm going to explain this to you. Early on, when I was coaching high school football, you know, God was working on me in the midst of that. God worked on my spirit and worked on me through a through a, uh, a gentleman that I did not know. Hmm. His name was Edward Jacob. Now I noticed this guy. He never did curse. But he always gave me the truth about what I need to do. Coach, you need to watch your mouth. You don't need to speak like that. And I'm Mm. friends with this guy. I did not know this man at all. But God, I feel like God sent me, that guy, and the things that he poured into me. And we we talked often. Not as much as we used to now with me being home now and having to be with my family. But that guy has been with me for a long time. And I did Mm. not know him in my career. But that guy poured into me, me. He and, and he has had a, um, a hard life himself, but he poured so much into into me. I mean, not I mean, spiritually, uh, mentally, he poured so much and
0: so much to me. He always gave me the truth. That's good, and that's that's an incredible reminder um, of discipleship and the importance to have people pouring into us and then us pouring into others. That that's a good one. Um, so how do you balance all this um, with being a Husband and a dad as well.
1: Well, I'm a am an honest person. That's something I continue to have to work on. Mm-hmm. Being able to um balance you know, um, being a, a husband, uh, being a father, and being a ball coach. You know, you know, I have that's something I continue to work on. That's something I, I pray about every day. Because mm-hmm. you know, the dynamic of a family and I during this time right now it's it's so ironic that during this time now that People are getting a chance to spend more time with their, their wives, their, their husbands, their, their sons, their daughters, your immediate your, your family. You're getting a chance to spend some Because we put so much emphasis on things that really don't matter. And life is all about a couple of things. It's about faith and your family. Mm-hmm. And now we get a chance to really experience that right now, faith and family. So that's something I continue to have to work on, get better at. Um, trust me, my wife, Ms. Lockton, she stay on with me. Uh, about it. Put your phone down because I'm, I'm always doing something, um, either I'm reading or I'm do, doing something with football. So, um, my head coach here in this house, uh, she, uh, she's
0: always on me. about <laughs> So speaking of always reading, obviously you spend a lot of time studying God's word. Um, and evidence is that is every morning. And I, I'm serious. When I say this, I look forward to in the mornings, you post a scripture, some points, in a video and you explain it so encouraging and you have a a wide reach with social media. So um, talk about your personal ministry that you see God has you in with this platform that you have through sports to, to just proclaim his word.
1: I try to say this to everybody um, because I want to, I'm committed to walking in truth on my walk. Now the man that you hear today, the man that people see, um, see today it's not the man I always been. You know I, I I I battled with God for a long for a long time. Are you talking about battle? I'm talking about I ran because you know um speaking the word of God something that I didn't want to do. You know I I live I, I have made my mistakes in life. I have lived my life in ways that I wasn't honoring. Um, the people, I wasn't honoring God the way that God intended for me to live my life, but you know it's something about when God truly speaks to your heart and, and places a hand on you, you know, like I said and when I say places a hand, God had to chastise me had to, mm-hmm. had to wake me up <laughs> and when he chastised me and woke me up I committed myself to living my life right in public and in private I committed myself to doing it I committed myself to making my life an open book and be a, a, a true witness, a living testimony to what you can accomplish, what God can accomplish for you once you become obedient to God's word.
0: That's so good. I'm saying.
1: So me getting up posting every day, man, that, that's that's something I, I committed because I, I wanted to try. Um, God saved me, and, and, and I wanted to commit myself to. Um, getting up every day having a, a word that would inspire and impact somebody the way God has impacted
0: my life that's good I mean that's how our paths crossed I don't know who it was somebody retweeted it one day and I'm like and I started following I'm like dude this dude is God I mean I'm gonna give the listeners just a sample even this morning you know your your post was benefits of reading the word the word leads you to salvation the word guides your steps the word directs you to wisdom the the word lifts your burdens. The word gives peace. I just want to give a listeners a just a, a glimpse. I'm telling you, it is um, your your impact is probably greater than than you'll ever know, at least um, in this life. But um, I, I just wanted to ask about that because I, I can't imagine that um, you have a lot of spare time. So that's uh, it pushes me personally to to dig deeper in the Word. And I know you know other folks that follow it and look forward to it every day. Um, I know it's it's, uh, it's it's pushing a lot of people into the Word, I can't think of anything greater, especially the men right now in our culture, being encouraged to get in God's Word.
1: Now you said, now you said a mouthful. Then it's the men, That's what I'm saying this, this world needs God. Need God? God don't need no. As I tell people, God ties the chilies. He don't need no t-shirt words. He, he need he need men. The men of God to, to stand up. And I often say this, I heard this somewhere and, I, and, and it stuck me, it stuck me when I when I heard it. We as men, we want a full-time God all the time for us. But guess what? We we want to be part-time believers, part-time Christians, but yet we want a full-time God. God don't want no more chilies, He don't want t-shirt work, He wants doers of the Word. He needs real right. soldiers out here, out here working. And that's why I committed my life to to doing. I made all my mistakes. And you know, like I said, now uh, I don't know um,
0: when God may call me home, but I've committed my life to living solely for God. Amen. I, and, um, like I said, it's uh, it's it's a huge impact to a lot of people. So keep doing it, keep doing it. It's um it's uh I think God will continue to bless you and um in your coaching journey because of that platform because you're using it for the right purpose. Yes, sir. Coaching is just a tool, right? That's it. So. Um, I want to ask you about the role of sports. Our culture is very divided, and I don't want to get into, you know, a lot of the reasons why, but because that's a whole nother conversation. But it's race, it's socioeconomics, it's politics, it's religion, you name it. But football in particular, sports, but really football, has a unique ability to kind of help tear those walls down and bring people together. So in your experience, whether it's playing, coaching, your current role – how have you seen football take a group of folks that are so different but yet can tear down some walls?
1: Oh, uh, man, I guess that's something I, I witnessed as a kid playing the game. You know, you, you know, you you grow up in the South, especially where we're from in Alabama, uh, here in Memphis, um, it's always going to be a black-white thing, mm. you know, but you know, um, some of my um, closest friends, guys I played with, they ain't always been black. But the game of football is what brought us together.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's, it's just something about when you're able to play a team sport—not just football, I'm talking about any team sport—it—it—it it, 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 it breaks down those walls that, you know, this guy I ride home with, this guy that I'm practicing with, and you're able to become uh, um, the best of friends and get an understanding. Uh, of where they're from, they get understanding where you're from. So that's how I've seen the game early on. How 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 it connects people. I, I found that out early on as a, as a young man.
0: That's good. I think it um it's a beautiful picture of I think how Christ designed us to live. Right. Um. This. I mean, the football locker room is a common goal is to is to win. So you got to come together. Everybody's got a different role. Same thing inside the church. Common goal: loving God, and loving others, and we let all this other junk get in the way.
1: Yes, sir. You said that, right?
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you for some advice. A lot of our listeners are student athletes and coaches, a lot of high school coaches. So what would you say to somebody listening that is a believer, understands athletics as a platform, and really wants to use it um, to be bold with their faith? How would you encourage them to do that?
1: Oh, wow. With that one, I would say this. I have ran into a lot of high school coaches who want to um, get on the college level. Um, and, and, and when I, normally I sit down and I think about it, and I you know I have my conversation with God, myself, talking, um, I often say this, and I, and I tell people this all the time, too. If you truly want to get yourself in line with what you want to do, you have to do one thing first. That's truly develop an intimate relationship with God. God may not be giving you what you think you deserve right now because you still may be an infant in His Word. And he's mm. protecting you. He's protecting you for what you think you really need. God might have you in a place right now giving you milk because you're not yet ready for the meat of what God wants to give you. Early on in my life, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. If God had gave me Everything that i that i was trying to get i would i would have destroyed myself i was an infant he had to he had, he had to feed me slowly so for for a lot of coaches or individuals looking to move in a certain direction get an intimate relationship with god if you get an intimate relationship with god god will, 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 will direct your path your faith will 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 start to grow stronger Now, so why because you're working on having a Real relationship with God, and you're letting God guide you to where you want to go. And where you want to go might not be the best place for you. And once you figure that out, that's when your faith starts to grow. Because we want what we want, but that may not be what God wants for us.
0: That's right, especially among men. I mean, I I know most guys are like to control things, um, fix things, and so it's you know I, it is a struggle to. To always remember that uh his plan's always better than mine, even oh, though I think I, mine's although mine mine's pretty good a lot of times in my mind, but yeah but his plan is his plan is great exactly exactly amen
1: he may, he god God makes no mistakes his his plan is great you just got to be able to uh, follow the ultimate playbook which is, is the word of god and, and and let him guide the path
0: that's right, speaking of the word of God, and this one may be a challenge for you. Um, (laughs) I love asking people if they have a favorite verse or is there one that God has really used in in your life recently that you would share may be hard for you, but well,
1: no, that's not hard. I I got several verses that that I I like um, reading. Um, So um, I have one particular that I, that I want to read to you that um, Mm -hmm. I'm in the, in the, in the steps right now, I'm trying to memorize this, this scripture. Um, Every day of reading, but it's in um, James, first chapter, um, verse 22 um, through through 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. That's one of my favorite scriptures for me right now, because what I do every day, I don't do it for the approval of man. Mm. What I do every day by me reading, I'm not only trying to talk the talk; I'm committed to walking the walk. Because I know where God has pulled me from, I know I know the man that I once was. So, I, I that verse right there. I just don't want to be a guy who just merely listens to the Word. I want to be a doer of what God says for me to do. I want to be obedient. My reward that I that I work for every day is not money. It's not clout, as some people say. It's not to be some celebrity. That's not what I work for. I work for one thing. One thing only. At the end of my journey, when I get to the end of my journey, for God to just say to me, job well done, oh, good and faithful servant. That's what I work for each and every day. Because guess what? At the end of the day, no matter how big your house is, no matter how many fancy cars you have, how much money you got in the bank. At the end of the day, we all got to come to judgment. We all got to face judgment. We all got to... Did I? Did I... Help somebody along the way on my journey. Did I mm. serve? Did, did, was I obedient to God on my journey? Those are the things that I'm working towards on this journey that we call life.
0: That's a good word. That's a good one to memorize too. I'm with you on that. I mean, that's one I've heard obviously a lot, but that, that's a good challenge. I'm going. I just wrote that down to uh, make that. I'm memorizing one right now, Matthew sixteen twenty six. But I'm going. I'm going to make this on my next group to memorize. That's good. One last question. Um, I think you've, you've answered it pretty much, but I'm just going to ask if you got it kind of in a practical sense. Um, in sports, you hear all in all the time. Two words. Um, it's, it's all over the place. But it's also, um, you talked about picking up your cross and carrying it every day. That's, I mean, that's what Jesus called us to do, and that's, that's really what he means by being all in. But on a practical sense, what does that look like for you every day? I know you get up and in the Word, but what does it look like to be all in um, in your walk? Um, been all in
1: in my walk is you know publicly when you when you when you a personal a or, or, or believer of faith you can be one way in public but another way in private mm. being all in being all in for me is being all in what you see or hear now is what my wife and kids see at home now i asked god to clean my tongue um, years ago yeah, I mean, I meant years ago. I asked God to cleave my tongue because you're talking about awful with my mouth and how I was how I was talking. Um, I asked God to 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 cleave my tongue because like I said, I was not speaking in a way that I needed to speak. Now, at that time, God was starting to work work on me. And um what you hear from me each and every day, public, is what that's how I am in private. Now I'm gonna have fun and I have so that with some uh my, my character that I put out. Listen, I'm, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy, enjoy myself. I'm going to laugh. Because at heart, I am probably the um, biggest kid um, around. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have fun. But I have fun the right way. But I do you know one thing I, I am I'm so thankful that God worked me on was the way I talk. And what I mean by the way I talk is that I can't speak blessings out of my mouth and turn around and curse you God at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's huge, and I'm I'm so thankful that God took that away from me um, um, on this journey. I wanted to share this verse with you um, mm-hmm. on, on just on, on that aspect, and this one, the ones that um, I, I like swell. I want I want to share it with you. Absolutely, got to mark in my Bible here because I have to go back and look at it sometimes, and it's it's out of James as well. And in its um, in verse twenty six, James first, James chapter one verse twenty six. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight ring over his tongue, he deceives himself, and his Ooh. religion worthless. That now that's powerful, there. That that's powerful because because you have so many believers, and I, and like I said, I, I've been there. That we will speak about God, but turn around and cuss you out the red light. And you don't know who you could be turning away from God by, by, by how you talk, by how you carry by how you carry yourself. That's why I said I always believe in Galatians 5 and 22, living by the fruit of the Spirit every, every day because you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who you're to turn away from being and following the Word of God just by how you carry yourself, just by how you speak. I can't pray for you one minute and curse you out the next. That's right. Can't do it. So that's one of the verses that kind of um, stick with me. And, it's, and like I said, those things I read or when I post in the morning, you know, a lot of times I post those things because they they inspire me
0: to stay mm-hmm.
1: on my path God has me
0: on. That's good, and you're right. I mean, it's you know, I, I like I like just the way you, you simplified it and said, "Hey, if this is who I am in public. This is who my family's going to see." Because it's easy to be somebody in public, especially through social media. I mean anybody can go post Bible verses.
1: uh ah, all day. And can be turned around um cussing and, and, and being your wife at home everything. But like I said, I, I know I know who I serve. I know mm-hmm. my purpose. And um man, I am I am just so thankful for for God saving saving me, saving my Amen. saving my life. Like I said, I'm always honest with people the man that you see and hear today not the man that I always been but thank God for his grace and his mercy
0: that's right amen that's good hey I appreciate um, you taking time just to give us a glimpse of who you are I know um, I took a lot of notes it's been encouraging to me so um, I know it's going to encourage people that listen
1: yeah you probably have to do a lot of a lot of editing because I, I I'm, I'm a good old uh, Montgomery Alabama boy I get to roll and get to talking and lose track <laughs> sometimes
0: <laughs> it's all good Thank you again to Coach Lachlan for sharing his story um, and just an incredible testimony and encouraging us. And as I go through the notes, we could talk um, extensively about what Coach shared. And I'll just start this off with I would encourage you, if you're a social media user, Facebook, Twitter, go look him up, Carlos Lachlan, and follow him and and see his daily post of of what – God is teaching him in the Word every day. Um, but as, as I look at my notes, um, you know, he talked about carrying your cross daily. He um, talked about, you know, as as believers, we, we want that full-time God, but we want to be a part-time follower, and we can't do that. Um, it's a continuous walk. Every moment of every day, and walking in the truth is so important, and being all in means that what people see in public um, is who we are in private. And so if we're privately in our private lives committed to following Jesus and spending time with Jesus every day, that's what's going to come out in public. There's so much more we could talk about. Um, but it's his, his story, his testimony, his encouragement was all about seeking God in everything that, that, that you and I do. So, again, go look him up. Go follow him. You will be encouraged. Thank you for listening. Share this episode with somebody. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Look us up on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram by typing in All In Sports Outreach or our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. Find who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray, serve, and give. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your listening.